loss of community is one of the biggest consequences of automation and artificial intelligence in the way they're changing work. It used to be you got a lot of community from the workplace because you knew that you would have a lifelong relationship with a single employer. And that was true whether you were a blue-collar worker at a, uh, at a uh, production facility and your spouses get to know each other through the union picnics, or whether you're a white-collar worker at a CPA firm and, and you and your spouses get to know each other at the firm dinners. Um, that model is fading away. People in my generation are likely to change careers more often than our parents change jobs. Who was that young firebrand? Pete Buttigieg, who, when he talks, I think, wow, that is really interesting. Even the stuff that I don't agree with, I think that is an interesting way to present it. At least it's thoughtful. Yeah, and, and not, and so far I haven't heard him hit any of those phrases that you know he knows is complete BS. And he's just throwing it out there to make everybody go, yeah, which you hear from all candidates all the time. I don't know if that means he's got a better shot or no shot. <laughs> I have a, pow- he doesn't do that. a powerful and bitter criticism of Mr. Buttigieg coming up a little bit later on. As uh, a candidate or his political stances? Um, His political stances. Okay. Yeah, just something I vehemently disagree with on. But, you know, we'll get to that eventually. Right now, though, speaking of uh, Pete Buttigieg and another young firebrand who's getting a lot of attention on the Democrat side of the aisle, Tiana Lowe joins us. Tiana's a commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. Tiana, welcome. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks. So, listen, uh, any agreement, disagreement? Pete Buttigieg seems like a thoughtful and sincere young man. Well, yes, certainly. I mean, he's a Rhodes Scholar, graduated magna cum laude from Harvard, Phi Beta Kappa, served the country. He was a lieutenant in the Navy, and clearly he knows his policy chops. Yeah, unlike these, like, six senators who are running for president who keep on, you know, making fools of themselves, discussing or endorsing $93 trillion Green New Deal and being unable to answer basic questions about the Medicare for All bill that they support, Buttigieg has been quite nuanced, and that's not to say that he hasn't proven himself extremely progressive and left-wing in a way that I think scares me personally, but he's able to answer his questions, understanding the minutia of the policy that he is advocating for. Yeah, well, I I look at all these things as two different things. Am I grading this person as a candidate because I like the sport of running for president, or am I discussing policy? In terms of running for president, I think he is the class of the field. I don't know if that style of running for president works anymore, though. So, uh, like I said, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, so right now, his top poll that everyone's been talking about is polling at four percent in Iowa, which is which is fairly incredible. Um, I mean, the odds of him winning, statistically speaking, are very, very, very slim. Why? So when you think about it, because he's mayor of the two hundred ninety ninth largest city in the country. Top three hundred. America has never elected a mayor as president, not a mayor of New York, let alone of South Bend, Indiana. We'd also never we'd also never elected a game show host. I mean there's a lot of new things right <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. can happen. Uh, reality T V sorry yeah. But I think that people forget that Donald Trump was so unique because he's had about hundred percent name recognition in the country since nineteen eighty. As opposed to Pete Buttigieg that people are just hearing about for the first time now. So listen, in your piece in the Examiner, and we'll have a link to it so folks can find it easily, it's uh, quite informative, you also talk about a guy who is the number one name people tell us, guys, you've got to get this guy on and talk to him. He's running as a Democrat, but I think he'll be interested. And that's entrepreneur Andrew Yang. Tell us about uh, Mr. Yang. 
So Yang's central premise of running is on a $1,000 universal basic income opt-in payout called the Freedom Dividend. And Yang's campaign is very interesting because it's, it's extremely technocratic. So his, you can find, like, more than 70 different policy proposals ranging from a mall act, which dedicates some $6 million to renovating American malls or reappropriating them. Because this whole thing is, is reckoning with the uh, creative destruction of automation. And I do think it's very interesting because this is – so both Buttigieg and Yang – are running on a lot of why people cared about Trump. Right, which is just, just, I really think, a great idea. But just talking about that on Monday, the Mueller report, he's saying, you know, instead of talking about that, why why aren't we discussing why people voted for Donald Trump and, and reaching out to those people? That's obviously a good idea. I mean, Democratic leadership couldn't fathom the idea that maybe people voted for Donald Trump and maybe people chose Donald Trump in the primary because they were tired of the neoliberal policies that brought the country to the place we were in in 2016. They could not reckon with the idea that Hillary Clinton was just a uniquely bad candidate and focused on running a good candidate in 2020. Instead, they had to blame it on something. They had to blame it on a force outside of voters' conscience. And I say this is someone who did not vote for Trump. But and I, and I am very supportive of neoliberal free trade in a way that Donald Trump isn't. But the fact is that this issue resonates with a lot of Americans. But the thing that Andrew Yang gets right is that 88% of manufacturing jobs that have been lost in recent history haven't been lost to trade. They've been lost to automation. And that's what people need to start reckoning with. That's, that's a, a heck of a stat. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, too. And I know he's all concerned about climate change. And his answer is deregulate nuclear energy. We need more nukes. So that's pretty unconventional as well. It shouldn't be. I mean, the I'm all for that. Agreed. <laughs> the, the, the original champion of nuclear power was Margaret Thatcher. And the reason why nuclear became so politicized by the left was because it was a great way of dismantling the coal union in the 70s. And now, who's the number one champion against nuclear? The renewables industry, because they understand that renewables ah. are expensive, inefficient, and they will require more government regulation. Interesting. Uh, Tiana Lowe, commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. Tiana, you are a thoughtful woman. We enjoyed the chat very much. I hope we can do it again. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. So, listen, uh, the, the Buttigieg and Yang thing. Number one, I, I like the feel of I really disagree with uh, several issues, and, and I really don't want them to be president for a couple different reasons, but I find them to be thoroughly likable and decent human beings. There's no need to demonize Pete Buttigieg just because he has a rather bizarre progressive view of what freedom is, which I'll explain to you in a bit. Um, It's dangerous, Um, but I don't think he's an insidious human being. I just think his ideas are bad, and I'm perfectly comfortable meeting him on the field of ideas and, uh, you know, going back and forth. But these two guys, Joe Biden, on the other hand, he's uh, the devil's spawn. Again, I followed as a sport. Who's the best political animal? These guys running, talking about issues like bringing back nuclear power or 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 whatever you know, whatever issue you're going to talk about. How to deal with the incredibly rapid change technology brings. Yeah, yeah. Right. That yeah. Pete Buttigieg was just talking about in that clip we played, as opposed to the president's a racist is your speech, right? 
Um, right. It's got to be good, doesn't it? I, if it's not... We're in trouble. We're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. We're screwed. We're screwed and we're doomed. If you Same can, time, if just you can say get, it's screwed. If, if you can get the nomination mostly running on the other side's a bunch of racists... Well, then we're doomed. Or evil, as yeah. opposed to bringing back nuclear power, whatever issue it is you want to argue about. Sure, or just in general, our giant, bloated, idiotic federal government is doing nothing to help the American people deal with 21st century challenges. I think that might explain the, the vote for Trump as, as well as any description. It's not, well, I didn't know so many Americans were racist. If you're, if you're running on that, maybe I should keep my mouth shut. If you're running on that, you're going to lose. Nicholas Cage's fourth marriage is over. That's, That's unfortunate. So disappointing. Lasted four days. Uh, we have a woman who called 911 about a uh, sandwich she wasn't pleased with, and the audio of that is apparently pretty entertaining. I haven't heard it yet, but I've heard sandwich it. emergency. Oh, plus, we got to hit you with more highlights from the president's oh yeah mm, semi unhinged speech last yes. night. Yes, victory lap time. Pent up frustration of two years. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Worldwide to infinity, <laughs> you know the roof on fire. We go boogie, 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 jiggle, wiggle, and dance <laughs> like a roof on fire. We go drink, drink, and take shots until we fall out like a roof on fire. Now, baby, get my booty naked, take off all your clothes, and light the roof on fire. Tell her, tell her, baby, 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 Okay, I mean, I just got an officer to talk to you. What's your location? They're not going to do nothing to the driver, guys? Is right by my house? I don't know what they're going to do. Okay, I'm going to make a police report because that's nasty. I'll send an officer to talk to you, but I think it's more of a concern for the health department. Oh, I gave that complaint already, trust me. But I'm concerned about me because that's not right what they did. And my face feels red, you know. That's not right. Do you need to go to the hospital? Um, no, because I was just, because uh, I don't need to go to the hospital, no. Okay, I've already sent the assignment down. We'll have an officer come out and talk to you, okay? So my sandwich is undercooked. I think I'll call 911. Hmm. Apparently there are some regions in America where word has not reached that that's not cool. (laughs) Don't you generally just like, oh, man, this is undercooked. Either send it back or don't eat it and say, I'm never going back there. Well, they know she likes it good and crispy. Mm -hmm. To go through life. And interpreting everything that doesn't happen your way as a personal assault and attack <laughs> against you has got to be tiring. Yeah. And, yes. not, and not only the big things in life, which also probably weren't an attack on you, right. they're just things that happened. People just being a-holes. But the tiny things in life are also right. a personal attack. Like, they know it's got like to be crispy. exhausting. They know I like it, Crispy. Why did they do this to me? You're right. That is so a mindset. I believe it. Is that genetic or is it taught? I, I know it's taught. Or is it just the narcissism of of, of modern the modern world? There's some of that we're too. So we're so comfortable and happy that just 
these things rise to the level of emergency. Right. Because you have no threat all day long from uh, foreign invaders or any of the things that have happened for most of human history. You know, the cops ought to show up and arrest her for calling a hero a gyro. Mm. Hero. Hero. Is a hero a sandwich? Not a hero. A hero. Is a hero hero. a sandwich? He does it better than I do. Dang it. (laughs) And we've discussed this before. There was a major ruling on whether or not a taco was a sandwich. because The, the delicious Mexican sandwich, the taco. taco it's my favorite sandwich. Clearly not a sandwich. Oh, it clearly is. The judge ruled it is, right? So a guy had a sandwich shop. I don't, I don't look to judges for the truth, Jack. <laughs> well, they got, it was a zoning issue. So I, I opened a sandwich shop. Right. Part of the zoning thing is nobody else can open a sandwich shop within however many feet of me. And somebody opened up a taco place. He said, no, that's a sandwich shop also. Right. And, and the guy said, that's not a that's, taco's not a freaking sandwich. I opened a taco shop, which I agree with him. I think the judge ruled against me and my people. Okay, good, because you're wrong. Well, a taco is not a sandwich. That's where you're wrong. But somebody... <laughs> Counterpoint. Somebody, <laughs> somebody tweeted at Pete Buttigieg yesterday, and some people are seeing this as also some of his political skills, and he just answered the question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Please, Mayor, it's important. <laughs> And he, he he retweeted with the answer no period what a hot dog is not a sandwich what they what oh so okay all right so we now officially have idiots running for president multiple he's, idiots actually but he's a veteran of the Afghan war Afghanistan war so you know listen he gets to weigh in on whether or not a hot dog's a sandwich I have some close friends who are veterans and idiots there is some <laughs> crossover and I love them with all my heart but uh okay. I just, I don't know what to tell you. A hot dog is not a sandwich. Well, how, well, how, you got bread on one side, you got bread on the other side, you got meat in the middle. Just because the bun is occasionally connected doesn't make it a non-sandwich. What's in the middle of it? I'm surrounded by... What's the meat involved? Food that you are trying to avoid getting on your hands via the use of bread. Sandwich. (laughs) Thank you, Positive Sean. If it's got a hot dog in it, it's a hot dog. It's a, it's a hot dog sandwich. People what? just call it a hot dog to save time. It's a tube. It's this a tube is, state. This is the same standard I applied to the taco thing. If I have a group of people in my living room and I say, anybody want a sandwich? And somebody says, yeah. And I bring them a taco. They're going to say, what? Yeah, high maintenance friends. Get better friends. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. This is like trying to explain leap year to a dog. I mean, I'm just I'm wasting my time here. Like it's apparent to, to a thinking man. <laughs> It's what the just, answer is here. It's just like that. <laughs> Anybody want a sandwich and I bring them a hot dog? People are going, what? <laughs> well, that just shows the limited scope of their imagination. Get better friends. I risked my case. <laughs> Tune in next week for Is a Burrito a Calzone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so, uh, P.S., speaking of you, have we found the, the lake clip from the president's speech last night yet? Uh, I found the raw. I haven't actually clipped it up yet. Uh, uh, I can right. probably grab that in the next, okay. like, 30 seconds. Between, or just between now and the end of the hour, we will have that, yep. and also why the charming and intelligent Pete Buttigieg scares me. It's raining sandwiches. Nobody would ever say that. Can <laughs> so, make me play that one? We do need to hit at least one Trump uh, um, uh, highlight here, though. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, how about Trump 9? All of the current and former officials who paid for, promoted, and perpetuated the single greatest hoax in the history of politics in our country. They have to be, I'm sorry, they have to be accountable. 
Kelly trending? Lock them up, I believe. About the press. Oh, no, I think it's more about your homies and your the people who perpetrated okay. it. Well, I don't, I don't know, actually. We could use some context. Does he mean the people who pushed the narrative for the last two years or the people within the intelligence services, FBI, Justice Department, perhaps the Obama administration, who authorized our intelligence services to spy on a political campaign? And, and listen, when that's happened in the past, Martin Luther King Jr., John Lennon, Whatever, all the J. Edgar Hoover era. We look back on those times and say, oh, my God, the FBI was out of control. And I think a, a thorough, reasonable, nonpartisan look at did we get a little out of control is absolutely a reasonable thing to ask for. Well, the press behaved despicably for the last couple of years, just yes. awfully, probably the worst in our history. But if the crowd was chanting, lock them up about the press, that's a, that's a little troubling. I don't think we should do that. No. Probably not the way to handle it. So little Soviet-ish for my taste. We gotta play the other Trump clip. We gotta play that every hour because it's just too good. That'll be coming up. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump firing up that massive rally in Michigan. We do have more highlights for you yes. there. More problems for Facebook, and there's an event today that is one of Joe Getty's favorites. We'll fill you in coming up. Terrific, and I'm unaware. This song is not about tacos, but it's sung by a guy named Taco. So I guess that's the tie in there. Yes, yeah, Trump taking on Adam Schiff last night at the uh, the rally. If you haven't heard that, it's mm. pretty awesome. Mm. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, there have been a lot of uh, oh, wow Trump clips from rallies over the years, but last night had had some great ones. I mean, some of the all-time greats. Let's get to the news now, Marshall Phillips. It was quite a rally. President Trump saying that members of Congress who accused his campaign of colluding with Russia have to be held accountable. Trump telling the crowd in uh, Michigan, the long investigation into his campaign caused tremendous damage to the country, cost millions of dollars, and no collusion was ever found. And then he went after all those who pushed the collusion narrative, relishing their debunking. And they're on artificial respirators right now. They're getting mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Little pencil neck Adam Schiff. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. <laughs> he is not a long ball hitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, look, if you hate Trump, we get it. That's insane. That's crazy. It's just, it's, it's not good. But it's very funny. If, if Barack Obama had stood up there and said, and fat Chris Christie, look at him. Oh, my God, what's he weigh, 800 pounds? Talking about the problems with my administration. Right. Put down your sandwich, Chris. <laughs> I mean, that would just be wrong. And yet, here we are. Did Jefferson do that? Little skinny. Was the guy that they did the uh, musical Hamilton. about? Hamilton. Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> Little skinny Alexander Hamilton. What is he, a child? <laughs> Grow <a> beard, Hamilton. <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> right. And in the middle of all of this, the president issued a salty challenge to Democrats. <laughs> the Democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bull. 
Is that the first public presidential bull ass bomb? We'll have to appeal to historians. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. Um, and we got this text. You got to play the AOC sucks chant that broke out during Junior's speech earlier. I didn't oh, even hear yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. we'll have to come up with that clip. All right. Pope Francis. Pope Francis issuing wide-ranging directions to curb sex abuse against children and others. The new regulations published today focus on the duty of clergy and church employees to report abuse and to care for victims and their families. So they're being instructed if they become aware that a coworker is perving on children, they ought to say something to yes. somebody. I agree. I think that's a really good idea. Yes. What the hell? The Pope further laying out new standards to train Vatican officials and employees about the risks of sexual abuse and mistreatment of children. If if I were a devout Catholic, and I'm sure there are many devout Catholics who feel that way, this way, I'll bet they see the hand of Satan in the church in this. That it's been infected by evil. How else would you describe yeah, what's know. been going on? It's it's the purest sort of evil. I mean, if if I'm passing myself off as like a, a I operate an off the books poker game and I'm perving on children, that's sick. But if I'm representing myself as a representative of Jesus Christ on earth and I'm doing that, it's it's unspeakably evil. It's horrible. Yeah, an organization that's all about helping the most vulnerable. Praying on the most vulnerable. Right, right. If that's not evil, what is? So this is a lighter topic around the Pope. We haven't discussed the video that's now made yes. around of people trying to kiss the Pope's ring oh. and him jerking his hand back. Have Do you, you watched? Have right. you watched that montage? It's, it's, right. It's weird. First of all, I think kissing the Pope's ring is about the strangest thing I can even imagine. Oh, right. Jack, it I shows your, your loyalty and your obedience. But anyway, it's a long line of people. It's like the line we did last night. People want to meet us. But people stand in line to meet the Pope, and everybody bends down to kiss his, his ring, and he jerks his hand back really fast. Ah! Well, no, he, not. he said it was hygiene. But he'd been letting people kiss his ring previously, right. and then a little later. So was it the people trying to do the kiss? Or you got to have somebody in front of the line announcing no kissing the Pope's ring for hygiene. You can't have the Pope himself in charge of jerking his hand away for everybody. If it's a, you know, centuries-old tradition. Bunch of ring kisses. Look, we got the video at armstrongandgetty.com. It's pretty entertaining. Wells Fargo CEO Tim Sloan is retiring. Good. Sloan has been under a lot of pressure. Ran a criminal enterprise, allegedly. Critics accusing him of enabling Wells Fargo's massive fake account scam. And then covering it up. I wonder why people are accusing him of that. Then getting rich off of yeah. it. How many gazillion dollars is he walking out the door yeah. with running a criminal enterprise, allegedly? I haven't seen his golden parachute yet. For his part, the veteran banker said he has decided it's in the best interest of the company for him to now step aside. You know what would also be in your best interest? Stop doing criminal things, which you're still being <laughs> accused of regularly and yeah. covering it up, allegedly. And now an event Joe Getty looks forward to every oh, year. Oh, now I know what it is. Go on. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Stupid. Induction Day. Stupid. Death Leopard entering the yes! Hall of Fame. Death Leopard. Yes. Got seven arms and sucks. Pour some <laughs> give a crap on me. Huh? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't wow, have wow, any. That's the band is going to be inducted along with The Cure. Uh, I I actually really like The Cure, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is still stupid. Rock, <laughs> Roxy Music, 
I, that's funny. I just heard uh, Love is the Drug last night. Go on. Stevie Nicks is a solo act. The Zombies. I asked a classic band. And, and Hot Again. Yes. Walking Dead. Radiohead and And zombies in general, not necessarily the band. Yeah, my kids are talking about zombies all the time. They've never heard the music. Radiohead and Janice Jackson. They are the... Janet Jackson? Yes. Or Janice? Um, Janet Jackson. See, I don't know what rock and roll... What's the word rock and roll mean? Just music? I would say there is one great band in that list. But, you know, what are you going to do? I don't care. It doesn't make any difference right. at all. I just, it's just interesting to me. Well, then you realize when you go to the vaunted Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, being inducted only means you're a, a tiny little etched name on an enormously long yeah, list. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's just whatever. But um, if Janet Jackson's music is rock and roll, right. then how do you not expand it to, I don't know, jazz? Oh, it's already it's, it's already hey, just like, a pop music Why is Miles Davis not in the Rock and Roll Hall of he Fame? Janet be. Jackson is. There's all sorts of people who, who don't come within 100 miles of rock and roll. It's just a pop music hall of fame. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The most interesting thing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, unless you're like a guitar player and you see various people's guitars, which is kind of fun, but the most interesting thing is seeing how damn skinny everybody oh, was yeah, in tiny, 1968. Tiny people. Oh, my gosh. You see, like, Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. His pants, I'm not sure I could put, like, the waist of his pants over one of my thighs. And I'm not, I make jokes about being fat. I'm not very fat. I'm not sure Sam, my third grader, could wear this pants. These guys are so skinny back in the day. Tiny little jumping around on stage. Oh, yeah. Doing their drugs, smoking their marijuana. Well, they were doing a lot of pills. They were taking a lot of pills. That would keep you thin. Yeah. Yep. Some of them died from it. Some of their outfits, they they, they were dead at 29. Hadn't heard that. Um, Actually, 27 is the classic dying age, Jack, for rock and roll heroes. Sure. Not to get all picky on you. Um, I learned that when I took rock and roll history in college. Oh, boy. There's tuition money well. Part of your master's program, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The is a hot dog a sandwich debate with Pete Buttigieg went on for quite some time. Oh, my. It gets very in-depth. I know you want to talk about important stuff with Pete B, but... I want to talk about why he's a little scary, even though he seems like a charming and reasonable young man. Seems like a good dude. Yep. Stay tuned to the... He doesn't radiate evil like Hillary Clinton. That's how evil gets over, Jack! (laughs) If you radiate it, that's a mistake! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. We have some breaking news. You ready? I don't know. Can you handle it? I don't think you can handle it. <laughs> I support the Great Lakes. Always are. I say drain them. They're beautiful. They're big. Very deep. Record deepness, right? And I'm going to get, in honor of my friends... 
full funding of $300 million for the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative. Wow, so um, there's a state that Hillary, if she'd have visited it once, might be president of the United States. And Trump comes in talking about the lakes. That's awesome. They're big. They're deep. Deepest lakes. Record deepness. Record deepness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't Hillary hit hit Michigan? But it, it almost doesn't matter. I heard this the other day. I, I should have the numbers in front of me. I, I'm going to throw them out there. I'll correct them in a second. I've got to Google it. But Trump's average r- rally size during the 2016 campaign was like 11,000 people. Um, that was the average. And Hillary's average was like 880 I don't doubt that. I mean, and and listen, if I got the numbers wrong, forgive me, but Trump's were vastly bigger. I'd like to know what Bernie's were, because his were pretty big. Bernie's were very, very big. I just bit my lips so hard, I'm bleeding. Why? How do you you chew 50,000 times in a row fine, and then all of a sudden you just ram one of your teeth through your lips? What's going on there? Uh, Maybe I'm a moron. Maybe it's just because I'm stupid. The first time you bite that lip, Mm. that's awful. Oh, yeah, I do it later today. The second time, it makes you despondent. (laughs) Just it, I just brings you to. It just it makes me sad and discouraged and <laughs> racked with pain. And anyway, so uh, Pete Buttigieg, you've heard more about him. He's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He's a, a 37 year old uh, fella. He's the the mayor. I guess I said that already. Um, Afghanistan war vet, right? Rhodes, Rhodes Scholar Scott. speaks seven languages or something. He's a gay fella. Yeah, he's, which which he doesn't mention, which I think is part of his power. I actually saw something the other day in which they pointed out that he is married to a gay man. Hmm. And if he's I married thought, to a straight man. That'd be oh well, it'd be a fabulous sitcom. You know, you want to do what? Cue the laugh track. You know, come on <laughs> for the health insurance or something. You want to do what? How crazy would that be? Uh, honest to God, I read that the other day. So yeah, he uh, yeah he is indeed. But anyway, uh, a thoroughly reasonable guy, a thoughtful guy. He's got uh, policy ideas. He's an easy guy to like. He's a Democrat. Did I mention that? But he pitches an idea that is so incredibly insidious, even as it sounds innocent. Don't let anybody tell you the other side is the side that's got a handle on freedom. He says we're the party of freedom. We shouldn't be afraid to go out there and say it. Well, you might think, man, I'm a lover of liberty. If this guy is too, I don't, I don't mind him pitching this. But listen to this. I don't think we need different values. I believe in the values of this party. That's why I'm doing this. But I do believe we could adjust the way we talk about it a little bit. It's just one of the reasons why you always hear the word freedom on my lips. All right, now, folks, you might be asking yourself, uh, what does he mean by freedom? Uh, take two seconds and think, what do you mean by freedom? Here's what he means. We've allowed our conservative friends to get a monopoly on the idea of freedom. Now, they care about freedom, but they care about a very specific kind of freedom. Freedom from, like, freedom from regulation. As though government were the only thing that can make us unfree. But that's not true, is it? We know that your neighbor can make you unfree. Your cable company can make you unfree. If they're telling you who you ought to marry, your county clerk can make you unfree. Maybe I'll I'll get to the end before I analyze Here's where it gets scary. You're not free if you're afraid to start a small business because leaving your job would mean losing your health care. You're not free if there's a veil of mistrust between you as a person of color and the officers who are sworn to keep you safe. You're not free if your reproductive choices are being dictated by male politicians in Washington. 
Um, I would point out that the fetus has rights too. Yeah, but. that that's that. Yeah, I heard that one the other day. I'm like, God dang it. One hundred percent of a people of people who uh, uh, support liberal abortion rights were not aborted. I would point that out. Anyway, getting back to the text. So don't let anyone tell you the other side is the side that's got a handle on freedom. We are the party of freedom. I don't think this is on purpose. I think he actually believes what he said. But he bobbed and weaved between traditional notions of American freedom keeping us free from government oppression. And he hit several of those. The stuff about cops, fair enough. Um, The stuff about if your county clerk's not following the law, hey, fair enough. But then he goes into a variety of descriptions which are which illustrate the idea that the government's role is to free you from any stress, any problems, any worry, any struggle. The government should free you from the need to take a risk to gain a reward. The government should free you from, in essence, everything it means to be a a, a striving, struggling human. Which sounds utopian and wonderful, but that's the siren song is socialism that always ends horribly. You know, it's 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 a bit worn out, but it's worth repeating for those who haven't heard it. Any government that's powerful enough to give you everything you want is powerful enough to take away everything you have. And or the notion that any government that has the power to make everybody do what they think you should do is an awesome and horrifying beast of oppression. If they can control the economy, they control everything. And the idea that, well, we can trust these people to control everything because they said they'd be nice. I mean, that is an idiotic naivete. And, And Pete Buttigieg believes the government should free you from inconvenience. And that's a dangerous notion. It's seductive and dangerous. He also believes, as I do, that a hot dog is not a sandwich. Oh, God. So he was hit on Twitter with the question of, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes, it is, clearly. Pete Buttigieg a delicious said, hot dog sandwich. no. Uh, people, the, the guy asking the question fought back on Twitter. I mean, a hot dog is just an open-faced Spanish with a special bread shape. Uh, Buttigieg responds with, okay, but an open face is not actually a sandwich. It's a sandwich-related item, but it's not a sandwich. A point of order. Nobody eats a hot dog open-faced anyway. It's a fair distinction, I'll concede, but then it went on with a different person who jumped into the argument later. A hot dog is not even open-faced, like a hoagie or a sub. It is meat sandwiched in bread. It has all the elements of a sandwich and is therefore a sandwich. Pete Buttigieg Buttigieg responded, true, it is meat partially surrounded by bread, but sandwiched implies symmetry. Even a burger, which is only barely a sandwich, is mostly symmetrical. A hot dog is not. I disagree that symmetry is fundamental to the definition of a sandwich. Again, is the response. common sense. A sub is not symmetrical, but everyone can agree that it is a sandwich. It is structurally symmetrical, says Pete Buttigieg. So is a hot dog, you not, lion, Indiana. Not morphologically symmetrical. Draw a line through pretty much any part of a sub from top to bottom, of course, and you get bread, meat, bread. The same is not true of a hot dog. What? An upright hot dog, therefore, is not a sandwich, but a hot dog tipped on its side is a sandwich. Yes. This, this argument goes on for quite oh, some time. And, and my vote. Which is funny, because it's already been won. <laughs> yeah, that's peak internet. <laughs> that's what the internet does. Get a clue, Jer Hoosier. Huh? Maybe when you're the mayor of a small town, you have uh, time for those kind of arguments. He goes deep, though, 
And he's, and he's trying to back up his side. And you know what I hate saying is, because I just unmasked him as like a totalitarian in a sheep's clothing, but he has enough sense of humor to engage in it. Damn it! Now I like him again. And a hot dog is not a sandwich. Anyway. Um, you know, I, I also feel like we're not emphasizing the appeal of no first children. Right? No no stories about idiot kids. Really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can I, adopt. Yeah, yeah, they can, yeah. but they don't. Uh-huh. They haven't yet. So if they do that afterwards, then maybe I'll feel like I was duped. But, yeah, uh, but we're going to, a counterpoint, we're going to have to hear about the first man all the time. That's And okay. what he believes and what he did and what his cause is. Right, but that's going to be true no matter who's elected. Oh, yeah. That is absolutely right. right. They're the only ones that don't have idiot kids they're dragging along with them. Yeah, so... So there are those, speaking of first ladies, who pointed out that during the speech last night, Melania was tweeting about online bullying while the president was calling Adam Schiff a pencil neck geek. <laughs> Apparently, they find some irony in that. Ah, I've got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. It is very slim, and he got the realtor eyes. Yeah, he got him. Not she a long got him. Not a long ball hitter, the president said of Adam Schiff. He is not a long ball hitter. <laughs> On opening day. Or is he talking golf? He probably golf. Hmm. Yeah. That's something. So, every Major League Baseball team but the Oakland A's was undefeated yesterday morning. And uh, now half of them ain't. Half of them are unwind. Oof. It's going to be hard Miserable. to come back. Losers. There are only a million games left. Right? <laughs> Time to make some trades. What's wrong with the front office? they got to shorten the season. Wouldn't that be good for baseball if they shorten the season? I think it would, yeah. I don't know about monetarily, but for uh, interest, it certainly would be. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.